Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. After 9-11, then-President George W. Bush signed into law a bill that gave the federal government powers that allowed them to do unconstitutional things to Americans all in the name of safety. It was given the power to listen in on your phone calls and read your emails and violate your constitutional rights just as long as they could convince a special judge that it was for you know rooting out terrorist activities. This was long before the federal government called parents that disagreed with their local school boards terrorists. But at, at the time, I was totally against this. And it, it's, it's because when you start giving up your God-given constitutional rights for safety, then you have neither. But people were willing to, to say to the federal government that if you keep you know me safe from, from terrorists, then I will give up what my God-given freedoms are. And it was it was pretty obvious that this was a a system that was going to to be easily corrupted and and bad things were about to happen. And it didn't take long before we saw evidence of this. Thanks to the Durham report, we have names and details of corruption at the highest level of government. This is a huge scandal. It it just it makes Watergate just look like like nothing. Here is just a snippet of what was released in the report on Monday, as reported by the Daily Wire. It says, "Quote: In the 18 months leading up to the 2016 election, the Fe- the FBI was required to deal with a number of proposed uh, investigations that had the potential." of affecting the election. And in each of those instances, the FBI moved with considerable caution. In one such matter, the FBI headquarters and department officials required defensive briefings to be provided to Clinton and other officials or candidates who appeared to be the targets of foreign interference, the report said. In another, the FBI elected to end an investigation after one of its longtime and valuable CHSs went beyond what was authorized and made an improper and possibly illegal financial contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity as a a, a precursor to a much larger donation being contemplated, unquote. It also says, and in a third, the Clinton Foundation matter, both senior FBI and department officials placed restrictions on how those matters were to be handled such that essentially no investigation, uh, investigative activities occurred for months leading up to the election. These examples are also marked differently, uh, different from the FBI's actions with respect to other highly significant intelligence it received from a trusted foreign source pointing to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention 
from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. This is what the report says. So if, if you remember, Hillary broke the law and had her own private email server so that no one could see her communications with leaders around the world. And in order to divert attention away from her corruption, she worked with the FBI to make, make up a fictitious story about her political rival, Donald Trump. The FBI said that they were not going to investigate Hillary Clinton. Why? Because it would be election tampering. They would be influencing the election. So they just weren't going to investigate. But they did fully investigate Trump, including wiretapping his campaign, even though they knew the allegations were false. And if you were to go back in, in the time machine, you would remember what was being said at the time. And in hindsight, it, is, it, it isn't pretty for liberal leaders. Special Counsel John Durham's report on the Department of Justice's conspiracy-fueled investigation into alleged Trump-Russia collusion again raises questions about Representative Adam Schiff, the Democrat from, uh, from California, and the extent to which he may have knowingly misled the American people. Schiff uh, prosec um, prosecuted former uh, President Donald Trump in, in the court of public opinion for years, while the congressman served as the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee. In 2017, Schiff was the committee's ranking member and privy to classified information not released to the public, and he claimed that the evidence against Trump was damning. That was his word. We continue to, this, 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 this is a quote, we continue to fill in all of the missing pieces, but we do, uh, but we do know this, the Russians offered help. The campaign accepted help. The Russians gave help, and the president made full use of that help. And that is pretty damning, whether it is proof beyond a reasonable doubt of conspiracy or not. That's what Schiff said during a December 2017 appearance on CNN. The California Democrat lectured the then president on the importance of integrity and honesty in public office. Quote, the president believes this investigation is an attempt to undermine his legitimacy and credibility. It is not, Schiff said in March of 2017. Quote, when a president of the United States makes claims that are proven baseless, it weakens the presidency and undermines our security and standing in the world. Unquote. He also said, cherish the, the trust and hope that was placed in you by virtue of your office, by never again advancing claims that you know or should know are simply not true. That's what Schiff said. Of course, basically everything he's saying could be put onto him. After a four-year investigation, Durham has debunked Schiff's claims, stating that the FBI opened up the investigation into Trump by codename Her uh, Crossfire Hurricane. Okay, that was their their uh, their code name for it. Quote, during the presidential election season, based on raw, unanalyzed, and uncooperated uh, intelligence, the FBI's 
uh, treatment of Trump differed starkly from its treatment of the Clinton campaign, according to Durham. Quote, unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncoordinated uh, information, in this separate matter involving a a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened up any type of inquiry, issued any tasks, employed any um, analytical personnel, or produced any analytical products in in connection with the information. This is directly from Durham's report. They basically did, not, not just basically, they did nothing. The FBI's investigation rested significantly on investigative leads provided or funded directly or indirectly by Trump's uh, political opponents, which the Bureau pursued without adequately examining or questioning these materials and the motivations of these providing them. That's what the report says. And of course, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy ended Schiff's stint on the Intelligence Committee earlier this year uh, saying integrity matters is what he said in January, adding that Schiff used his position on the committee to lie to the American public again and again. So if Adam Schiff was was just doing what liberals like to do, I mean, that's that's what he was doing. He he, he was trying to project what they are doing themselves onto others then then if that's really what was happening then what what was really going on here well the fbi offered to pay christopher Steele, the author of the infamous anti-trump dossier up to one million dollars for evidence linking donald trump to russia and paid Steele's primary subsource hundreds of thousands of dollars, even after the source was unable to provide evidence for any of his claims. This is according to the report by Durham. Embattled FBI agent Brian Otten, uh, he traveled to Rome to meet with Steele on October 3rd of 2016 and made the offer despite knowing that his dossier relied primarily on one person or one subsource. The Bureau then paid that subsource, that, that subsource's name was Igor Denichenko. He They paid him $220,000, even after Denichenko was unable to provide evidence for a single one of his claims. More shockingly, the FBI had significant evidence that Denichenko was himself tied to Russian intelligence. It had closed an, a counterintelligence investigation into him on 2011 only because the agents mistakenly believed that he had left the country. The FBI investigated Denichenko as a possible Russian spy from 2009 to 2011 after a colleague at the Brookings Institute, which of course is a left-leaning think tank where, where he worked, told the FBI that Danichenko raised the prospect of paying him for classified information if the colleague joined the Obama administration. A second Brookings employee also told the FBI he suspected Danichenko of being connected to a Russian intelligence agency. 
It became a full-fledged investigation when the FBI realized that Denincheco was a known associate of two other espionage suspects, had contacts with known Russian intelligence offices, and had said he wanted to join the Russian diplomatic service. He also told another person that he worked on special matters for the Russian army, and that the Russian passport listed him as connected to the Russian military intelligence service. Danicheko bought a one-way ticket out of the country, but never boarded the flight. And FBI mistakenly thought that he had left the country and closed the investigation as a result. It later realized this mistake and considered reopening the investigation, right? But unexpectedly never did. Hmm. Five years later, when the FBI tried to use him as the main piece of evidence that Trump was connected to Russia, that history was readily available to the FBI's in, in the FBI's computer system. Even so, though, during the first week of Trump's presidency, it granted Danicheco immunity and interviewed him for three days. Danicheco, this is quote, Danicheco was not able to provide any cooperative evidence related to any substantive allegation contained in the Steele's report and, and critically was unable to cooperate any of the FBI's assertions contained in Carter Page FISA applications, according to the Durham report. Nevertheless, following the January 2017 interviews, Crossfire Hurricane leadership reached out to WFO to begin the recruitment of Denicheco as a paid source. Kevin Helson, an FBI agent who served as Denicheco's handler, filled out a confidential source application, incorrectly stating that there was no derogatory information about him. Helson later said that he disregarded the evidence because... Danicheco, because of a Baltimore special agent who, who worked on the probe, told him that it was hearsay at best. But the Baltimore agent admittedly told Durham that she had said no such thing after all. The information came directly from the Brookings employee, who was the target of the pitch for classified information. You see... The FBI's CHS Validation Management Unit, the VMU, is tasked with vetting sources, and, and it intervened to warn against him as, as a source. A VMU analyst was strongly of the opinion that Danicheco was connected to Russian intelligence. And in addition to the Baltimore probe, Danicheco's background and employment history had noted inconsistencies and omissions. His, assess, his assessed motivation for um, you know, providing information to the FBI had changed, and his immigration applications omitted certain derogatory information and, uh, and contained inconsistencies and falsehoods. And despite his concerns for his personal safety, as he put it, he traveled frequently to Russia before becoming a CHS. Now, Danicheco also demonstrated no, knowledge of uh, tradecraft and, and made um, 
contradictory statements and, and, and much of the information he provided appeared to be hearsay that he was unable, despite requests, to validate. This is directly from the report. Durham wrote that Helson and WFO ignored nearly all of the VMU's recommendations and continued to operate Danicheco as a CHS until, well, WFO was ordered to close Danicheco on October of 2020. In total, the FBI paid Danicheco approximately $220,000 during the three and a half years that Danicheco was a CHS. Even as the FBI pursued uh, Carter Page and Michael Flynn, both Americans connected with, with Trump who, who worked in politics and, and geopolitical affairs, Helson was dismissive about the Russian national Danicheco's activities. Nelson uh, stated in some that the, the fact that Danicheco comes off as a Russian spy is, well, is uh, describing half of the population of Washington, D.C., he claimed. Top brass were, were bizarrely uh, adamant about paying Danichenko to the point, get this, that even after Durham began his investigation, FBI mis- uh, uh, and, and about the FBI misconduct and, and, uh, in the Trump probe, the FBI brass proposed paying him another $300,000 more. This is after Durham started his investigation. The counterintelligence executive manager at the WFO and the FBI headquarters resisted efforts to have Danicheco closed as a source. Instead, management supported continuing payments to him, requiring FBI headquarters approval of sizable amounts of money and insisted that Danicheco was a very value was was very valuable to the FBI's counterintelligence program. And while he was being paid by the FBI, Danicheco was also being paid by a front company owned, you guessed it, by a Russian national in DC in the DC area, despite doing no work for it at all, as part of, of an apparent visa scheme, obviously. Now he had he had lost his job and therefore his visa, and Steele's company, Orbis, couldn't get him a US visa because it's a British company. And the company agreed to sponsor his visa, and Orbis paid it as a pass-through. The DNC and Hillary Clinton campaigns had their lawyers hire research firm Fusion GPS to investigate Trump, which then paid Steele, who in turn paid Danichenko. Quote, it is extremely concerning that the FBI failed to deal with the prior unresolved counterespionage case of Danichenko. Given Danichenko's known uh, contacts with uh, Russian intelligence officers and his documented prior pitch for classified information, the Crossfire Hurricane team's failure to properly consider and address the espionage case prior to opening Danichenko as a CHS is difficult to explain, particularly given their awareness of that, that Danichenko was the linchpin to the uncooperated uh, allegations contained in the Steele reports. Quote, indeed, the assistant director of counterintelligence at the FBI headquarters thought Danicheco was being paid for information he was providing that corroborated the Steele dossier report, which, of course, was not the case because Danicheco never produced 
any such evidence. So how could the FBI be so corrupt? Days after opening a full FBI investigation into connections between Donald Trump and Russia, lead FBI investigator Peter Strzok told a subordinate that there's nothing to this, but we have to run it into the ground. That's the, 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 that's what the, the subordinate, a, a top official at the Bureau of London uh, outpost, told the special counsel, John Durham. Strzok opened a full investigation, uh, uh, skipping primarily steps, uh, um, preliminary steps, based on nothing but a, a brief and vague account by an Australian diplomat of a conversation in some London bar, and within hours had traveled to London. But when he explained why he had opened the investigation, neither the FBI employees there nor their British counterparts could believe it, according to a report released in that Durham, uh, uh, Durham report on Monday. The FBI specialists on Russia had heard nothing about ties between Trump and Russia, making them skeptical. Instead of using Russia, ex uh, Russia experts, the FBI then assigned brand new intelligence uh, analysts to work the most prominent political explosive case in the country. Quote, dude, are we telling them everything we know or is there more to this? This is what the uh, ALAT wrote in a supervisory special uh, agent. Quote, that's all we have? <laughs> not, not holding anything back, the supervisor uh, replied. Damn, that's thin. The Alta said, I know it sucks. The supervisor said, so again, they knew this was a nothing burger. British agents felt the same way, raising concerns that Papanopoulos was a low level volunteer who seemed insecure and, and was trying to impress. And the um, Alata said that in uh, discussing the matter, uh, with a senior uh, British intelligence service uh, official, the official was openly skeptical and said that the FBI's plan for uh, operation made no sense. You see, nobody could understand what's going on here. The FBI specialists on Russia had also heard nothing about the ties between tr uh, 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 Trump and Russia. Um, FBI officials in London assumed that there was much more evidence given Strzok's uh, urgency. But af after quickly becoming... Uh, it was becoming clear that there was not more evidence. They had to grease the skids for it anyway because the pressure from top leadership. The FBI lawyer and struck Mistress Lisa Page. Of course, that was he was having an affair with her. They were both married. They were having an affair. Uh, they testified that the FBI used line-level analysts uh, who were super Expert on, uh, experts on Russia. But the FBI's inspection division found that the intelligence analysts that they selected for Grassfire Hurricane were uniformly inexperienced. I mean, there were even some that just came directly from training. At the time, Strzok was the de de uh, deputy analyst director of the FBI's counterintelligence division. And after his hyper um, anti-Trump text messages that, that were released, if you'll remember those, with his mistress, uh, after those were exposed, well, he has since become an 
open partisan with regular TV appearances. His comment, as recalled by the ALAT, could suggest that he knowingly conducted a baseless operation from day one. I mean, the, the Russia probe went on to overshadow much of, of Trump's presidency. I mean, it went all the way through it, despite special counsel Robert Mueller previously conducting, um, you know, uh, concluding that there was no evidence of conspiracy. So again, in hindsight, what Strzok told his mistress, Lisa Page, was entirely true. When she was very concerned that Trump was going to be elected, right? She was all freaked out and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't have this happen. But, but what did he say? He told her that there were plans to stop him, even if he was elected. Those plans became known as Crossfire Hurricane. And now FBI has, has been proven to be what many feared they would turn into. And that is a politicized, corrupt, and weaponized arm of corrupt leaders. And what is their response to this? Well, the FBI acknowledged in a statement Monday afternoon that there were problems with its 2016 Trump-Russia investigation and that it has taken numerous actions to ensure that it does not happen again. The conduct of the 2016 to 2017 that Special Counsel Durham explained was the reason that current FBI leadership already I- implemented dozens of corrective actions, which have now been placed for uh, been in place for some time. This is what the FBI said in a statement. Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. This report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues to do its work with vigor. And I mean, come on, I could go on and on. This is this is just a bunch of baloney. So, so this this really it makes the FBI right now. It makes it it makes it two for two now. Congratulations to the United States intelligence community on back-to-back U.S. presidential election interference championships. In both 2016 presidential election, featuring then-reality TV star Donald Trump versus Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and the 2020 presidential election featuring President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden, certain current and former actors within the federal government broke an unprecedented number of norms and ethics and possibly laws in order to seemingly influence the outcome of both elections. On Monday, when special counsel John Durham released the long-awaited report investigating the U.S. federal government's actions during the 2016 election cycle and its monitoring of of the Trump campaign, of course, the American people, at least conservative Americans, didn't need the Durham investigation to conclude that the Obama administration the Department of Justice, and the intelligence community acted inappropriate, just to put it mildly. And in 2016, it's it's nice now to at least have it in writing now in 2023, but back in 2016, we already knew all of this. I mean, Rush Limbaugh was all over this. And... And now it's proven. Durham's team concluded that neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appeared to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion when it began Operation Crossfire Hurricane. 
That's, of course, the operation we've been talking about that tried to connect Trump to Russia. As summarized by conservative Greg Price, quote, the plan by Hillary Clinton to create a false story linking Donald Trump to Russia was briefed in August of 2016 by CIA Director John Brennan to President Obama, Vice President Biden, A.G. Loretta Lynch, and FBI Director Comey. And guess what? It was all, uh, Lynch then went on to have a secret meeting on the tarmac with former President Clinton. So, in other words, assuming Durham's report is accurate, then it was all a hoax perpetrated, perpetrated on some of the highest levels of the U.S. government, as, as Trump has long claimed. In other words, Trump was right. Trump was never a Russian agent, nor was the infamous and crass P-tape real, per the Durham report, of course. The source behind that tawdry tale admitted that he made it all up as well. And the feds and the Democratic Party at large wanted you to believe that Trump was controlled by Putin with a, of course, a penchant for Russian prostitutes. It was all absurd. That nonsense lasted throughout Trump's presidency, which, of course, rolled right into the 2020 election and under the pretense of previous Russian election interference to install Trump. 51 intelligence community veterans signed a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop from hell story had all the classic earmarks of a Russian uh, information operation. Twitter course, then use the letter as part of its justification to censor the New York Post story about it, and the 51 officials haven't been able to explain why they thought it was Russian disinformation. And now such much of the content, of course, of the laptop has been verified as authentic. Now, it has been alleged that current CIA officials helped put together that letter and that former CIA Deputy Director Michael Morell asked fo uh, fellow intelligence veterans to add their names to the letter, suggesting that the, of course, Hunter Biden laptop story could be part of a Russian disinformation campaign with a stated purpose of giving now President Joe Biden's 2020 campaign a debate talking point, of course, which he used. Who played a role in that letter as well? Well, none other than aforementioned CIA director, John Brennan. So it appears that the U.S. intelligence community used its power to smear, spy on, and discredit Trump, and, the con and, and of course, the conservative movement in general. During the, the, the two most recent national elections, the proposed cornerstone of American democracy, where Americans come together to vote on their presidents, now the question is who is going to be charged and when. Of course, it seems that the answer to those questions is, put in layman's terms, that there is not a chance in France that's going to happen. And until it does, the U.S. intelligence community is the reigning election interference champion. And, and, when pe and then people wonder why the, the institution... Of, of a disinformation department is so scary because you have, you have here a scandal that 
doesn't it tops all scandals here in American government. This is a major deal. This is this is one party, the Democratic Party, who is who are doing illegal things that are that are purposely coming up with lies, dispensing these lies, using the American institutions such as the FBI and, and the CIA and things like this to uh, to, to per, uh, perpetuate these lies and to get the people to vote a certain way for their party. And now it's all come to light and proven. What's going to happen from it? Well, we'll have to see. And you, you may, I would love to hear your theories on, it. I would love to hear you. If, if you think anybody's going to be, um, you know, going to be punished over this. I, I kind of have my doubts a little bit and I'm an optimist, but I would love to hear your, your theories on it. And, uh, and we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, you can always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organized Communications.